The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Miller Lite, and Hulu. Good to be talking Bears football with you from Hallisaw, Jeff Joniak and Tom. I'm Thayer from News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM, the broadcast crew with Paul Zerangler, engineer, Dan Barilli, our producer, and Herb Lawrence and Chris Dickens helping us out at the Score Studios. The 3 and 1 Bears out of the bye week, and we are pleased to be joined by one of the guys who is making the most of his snaps, the rookie from Delaware, Bilal Nichols. Good evening. Thanks for joining us. Are you ready for the next hour? Uh, yes, I am. I would like to thank you guys for having me. It's been our it's been our pleasure to have you. It's been our pleasure to talk to you, and it's been our pleasure to watch you play. I know Tom loves uh, the loves the way you're playing too. You know, I want to talk about your first name a little bit because I'm not mm-hmm. familiar with it, and I don't think a lot of people are either. Because you kind of burst out on the scene. Now I have a national broadcaster message me yesterday. How do I say your name? <laughs> and, it, and it's kind of funny because. Blau, how do you say say it to me? So yeah, you said it right. Okay, Blau. okay, it, it, it's it's interesting. I've never seen the name, and I I, I always admire Jeff because after being in the broadcasting for twenty years, the names have changed so much, and the difficulty of memorizing each of them. But I do I still find it amazing that you burst onto the scene now. National broadcasters are trying to figure out how to say your name, and. You know, That's what happens when you make plays. And well, then Bilal, what happened to John and Jim and Joe? We got Bilal. We got all kind of of uh, different names out there, right? In the football. Is there world. a background to that name? Um, I'm not really not really sure too much. Uh, I just know that uh, it, it is a Muslim name. Uh, I'm not Muslim though. Uh, my mother just kind of liked the name. Right. Uh, she thought it was unique. She tried to go for a unique name, and you know, I actually have an older cousin named Bilal. Um, and he's about 10, 15 years older than me. And she just, I guess she just loved the name and, you know, decided to so, name it. So is he still with us walking around with a little bit of extra pride? Because now you're kind of making, you're going to make that yeah. first name famous. Yeah, yeah. People across the country, the first time they'll hear that name is when it comes across a national broadcasting mm-hmm. football game. Yeah, so, you know, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of still in his shine a little bit, I guess you could say. <laughs> you know, before the start of the year, watching your combine, watching your 40 at the combine, before you got into the blocks, the broadcasters are kind of talking, oh, who is this guy? Where is he from? What? We don't know much about him. Oh, he looks good and stuff. And then you run a sub-540. Now all of a sudden you're on the radar. Did that four-point whatever seconds change the outlook of the way people reacted to you? Oh, yeah, I definitely think it did. Um, you know, I knew a lot of people didn't really know about me, you know, coming from – you know, the University of Delaware, which is considered a small school, which I don't consider it a small school, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's the FCS school, and, you know, it's, it, it doesn't get the attention that those FBS schools get. And, you know, um, that was something I had to, I had to battle with. And, um, you know, I knew my athletic abilities. I, I, I knew my, my strengths and things like that. So, you know, I knew once I got to the combine, that I would open up a lot of eyes. Um, I also realized that, you know, I was a lot more athletic than, you know, I was showing on film just because of the schemes that we played, you know, I was asked to do certain things that, you know, really didn't complement my athletic abilities, but, you know, um, anything to help us win. What ki- what kind of crowds did you play in front of? And then when you were at the Combine, did that stadium seem mm-hmm. enormous to you? Because I, I just don't know mm-hmm. what kind of stadiums you, you've been through mm-hmm. throughout your career. Yeah, so, um, you know, each year in college we played a FBS program, ACC school. Um, you know, my, my, my freshman year we played Pitt at Pitt. 
um, sophomore year at University of North Carolina. North Carolina. Uh, my junior year, we played um, we played Wake Forest, and then my senior year, we played Virginia Tech. So you know, I was I was kind of familiar with playing in bigger stadiums. So you know, when I got to the combine, I embraced it. I felt like I belonged, and right, you know, very good. I felt yeah. like it, you know it, it was my time to show everybody you know wh- what I got. So you would you did you play Mitch in that sophomore year? I game? did. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? Um, I haven't had this conversation with Mitch yet, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time that I believe he got in. Like, and uh, I remember it was like the second game of the year, my my junior season, the the 2016 season. Um, the starting quarterback was actually a guy named Marquise yeah. Williams. Um, you know, he was uh, he was tearing it up. And, uh, you know, it was a close game. I think it was like uh, it was like tie, like 7-7 between us in like the first half. And uh, he went down with the injury. And then they put Mitch in. And, uh Mitch lit us up, <laughs> like, and that, and I think that's when it, it really things really started to take off for Mitch. Like he he came in and he picked us apart. I think he threw for like three hundred and something yards, and you know he he really picked us apart. So I haven't had that conversation with him yet. So I think he should thank he should. Thank <laughs> yeah, there you go. Did you get a piece of him in that game? <laughs> I got a, I got a pressure. You I wasn't pressure. able to get a sack. You know, you 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 referred to the scheme you played in, what help, What did they ask you to do, and what do you think what they asked you to do? Because you're going to do what they ask you to do. Right. Held you back a little bit in showing who you, who you truly are as an athletic defensive lineman. Yeah, well, um, you know, I played I played a lot of nose there. Um, you know, I, I played every position there, but, you know, mainly I played nose because I was one of the, you know, more bigger, more athletic guys. And, you know, I was better on taking double teams and, and blocks straight on. And, you know, I was really just asked to, you know, just, just take on blockers so that our linebackers can roam free. So, you know, and then passing situations, we always rush three. So I never really got a chance hmm. to show what I could do from, like, you know, a three technique or – Well, five awesome, five offensive linemen against three rushing defensive linemen. Yeah. Wow, and, that's tough. And that was difficult, too, because, yeah. you know, you know it's, it's five of them, three of us, and then it would be times where, you know, they, they might keep six, you know, um, six in the block. So, you know, that was kind of difficult to really show, show you – yeah, uh, pass rushing abilities, um, you know, and, and plus um, I really didn't get the opportunity to rush a whole lot from the edge, which I really wanted to do to show how I could bend and show, you know, my versatility. So, you know, when, when the combine came around and the all-star games came around, I really tried to make that an emphasis to show people that, you know, I can do these things, you know, I'm just doing what, you know, what was best for my team. You know, it's nice to see them expand on your versatility because I think playing a consistent diet at nose guard, you're always going to be hit by at least two guys mm-hmm. every play. Now you stretch your versatility and why you can get that one-on-one we saw the results of it last week where you get a one-on-one an inefficient step and you're in the backfield almost taking the handoff mm-hmm. so it's it's nicely when you when you moved away from the nose guard because initially when you came here at the beginning of training camp that's where you're playing then you start expanding your role did it feel did you feel like you were all of a sudden starting to get more space to work within or did, did it change the way you were feeling from nose guard to outside yeah, yeah that's what i'm freedom. saying did you feel freedom unencumbered yeah, it's it's a lot different. Um, when you're in that nose, you have limited space. You have to be smart with, you know, the way you rush, you know, the, just the way you, you go about things in there because um, your space is very limited, and you have to be more of a technician. Uh, when you're on the outside, you could get away with a lot more things because you have a lot more space to work with. So, you know, that that was the, the biggest difference that I noticed. Um, and, you know, uh, 
you know, guys like Akeem, Eddie Goldman, they really helped me with that understanding the difference between, you know, being inside, knowing how much space you have, knowing what moves you can make, knowing what moves you can't make, and then, you know, going outside and, you know, giving you more leeway to, you know, do your thing and the, try to make a the play. The tackle for loss against Tampa, did you even have time to think about it, or did it happen so quickly you're just saying, okay, now fundamentally let's make the tackle? Yeah, it just happened so quickly. Like, um, like you know, I, I was able to get a good step on, on uh, the guard and, you know, um, I just, you know, just try to make sure I made a nice right. form tackle. Um, the worst thing is getting there and not making the play. Well, that's so. what I'm saying. Some yeah. of those, there's, there's years of footage of people being in that opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, you think of the play last in the playoffs when the DB got his head down oh, yeah. in the Minnesota Williams. game. Yeah. You know, in the playoff game. And like I said, you, you, you burst down and you don't have a time to think mm-hmm. about it. It is about just making sure mm-hmm. you get the tackle. Yeah, it's just about, you know, just knowing your technique. You know, things we practice all the time. We always practice, you know, tackling, fundamental, fundamentally tackling. So, you know, just trusting your technique and, you know, just, just trying to make the play. I don't know if you know this or not, but that guard you beat, Ali Marpet, in Tampa, <laughs> just got a $55 million extension yesterday. I, I heard about that, actually. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, you smoked he, him. Yeah, he, he was a good player, though. Yo, he's a good yeah. player, but that ha- you must take pride in that. Mm-hmm. That, that guy is considered... One of the premier guards in football. Right. You smoked him. Right. He got fifty-five million dollar extension. Mm-hmm. You're just from Delaware. Yeah. You don't know anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't know too much. <laughs> that is Bilal Nichols. He's quickly becoming one of my favorite players on this team. I love the way he plays. He plays with a very specific mindset, and we'll talk about that when we come back with Tom. There, I'm Jeff Joniak. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff and Tom with you, and Bilal Nichols is our guest. Uh, Heading into the break, I talked about mindset, and, and just listening to you from the moment you were drafted to you sitting here right now is that that belief, that sacrifice that you made over the course of your life to get to where you are. It kind of makes you who you are on the field, doesn't it? Yeah, yes, it does. You know, I, I put a lot of hard work into, you know, you know, my career and, and getting better and better each each time I step out there on the field. And you know, um, I was just trying to make sure that you know, once I came here, the people understood that you know, I'm always going to make my best effort to get better. Uh, I'm never going to be the same player each day. I'm gonna always <laughs> get better, you know. And you know, I just I just work hard and just try to strive to be the best. What made you different today at practice? Um, today I got better at technique. You know, that's that's something that, uh, you know, Akeem works with me with, you know, continuously. Uh, he holds me to that standard. And, and, and you know, my other my other uh, veteran D-lineman and my D-line coach, um, you know, as as a defensive lineman, your technique can never be too perfect. Um, right. You know, you could, you could always work on that. Yeah, that positive reinforcement every day for offense and defensive linemen is so important. Um, Jeff talked about the mindset when we came back from commercial. How did this bye week fit into you personally? Because you were talking to a rookie, a young guy. This has really been a long season so far since you've been here from July in the Hall of Fame game, all that kind of stuff, and your mindset. Was this a good time for you to have the bye? Or, man, you're a young guy filled with energy. Could you have gone, you know, kept gone the stretch? Yeah, I, I could have kept going. Um, you know, I could have kept going. But it also was good to have the bye just because, um, you know, I'm a guy who likes to reevaluate things. So, you know, having this bye gave me an opportunity to mentally and physically recharge and for me to sit down 
And because I'm always looking at things I could do better for me to sit down and say, okay, you know, I played in these games. This is what I need to work on. This is what I need to work on. This is what I need to work on. And I, I'm a guy who likes to turn my weaknesses into strengths. So, you know, this whole week in practice so far, the things that I sat down and evaluated about myself, I made an extra effort, you know, to try and correct and turn them into strengths. Did, did you have the experience in college where they had a fall break, but you guys had to stay there because – you guys were still in the process of football season because when I went to Notre Dame, there was a fall break, and it was kind of nice when there, we didn't have classes, there was no students on campus, and it was just football kind of exclusive for that week. And it's like I just say there's kind of similarities to the bye week because you're not going to school, um, you get a time off, and it, it is just time for self-evaluation. Did you have that experience in college, or is this the first time you really experienced time off in the middle of a season? Um, I mean, we had a bye in college, but, you know, we never had, like, a fall break. Um, you know, the, the breaks that we did have would be, like, a winter, a winter break, um, you know, right after spring ball in the spring. So, you know, this this was like, a, you know, so it, it, it kind of had me used to it because I did the same thing in college when we had a bye. Right. Um, you know, but, but, you know, here it's a little bit different because we actually have more times time to ourselves. You know, in college you might have, like, a, a day or two off. And then, you know, all the other days you're still kind of in the facility. Um, you know, but everything is just, you know, limited, like it's, 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 it's very light. Um, we're here, you know, we, we were able to have the whole week off. So, you right. know, um, that that was different for me. But but I enjoyed it just because I was able to really sit down and pick apart like my whole game, you know, and, and you know, I really enjoyed that because, you know, I'm always trying to get better. It's interesting to be on a team. It's a young team, but it also has a lot of veteran players. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a 20, just turned 22-year-old, happy belated birthday. It was in you. September, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, is, it, uh, is it an adjustment to come into a, a, a locker room? I'm speaking more of off the field where guys have families, wives, girlfriends, et cetera. And while you got guys your age on the team finding that time to hang out, it, it, what's the challenge of that as a young man? Yeah, it's definitely different. Um, you know, like you said, like uh, guys on the team have like kids and like <laughs> wives. Like it's like crazy. Like, you know, um, it's crazy because in, in in college, uh, you know, the, the, the biggest thing was like if somebody had a ch- had one child. You know, now you come here, you know, guys have family. So that was kind of weird for me at first. Um, you know, but after a while, you kind of get used to it. I think me and all of, all the rookies kind of had to, you know, adjust you guys all hang, that. Did the rookies hang together or is it? Unit specific, defense. No, all the rookies hang together. Yeah, yeah. Cool. We, we we do a lot together. We 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 stick real real close to each other, and you know through this whole process we leaned on each other to get each other through. You know because it because everything is different. Um, you know you had to be uh you know you had to be mentally strong. So you know we would lean on each other, use each other as crutches. You know to to, to make sure that you know we, we were still here. You know honestly, but, Tom, would you say I would say that it's maybe the underrated aspect of the game. I mean, obviously, what happens between the white lines, what happens at practice every day is paramount. But from a mental point of view, relaxation or whatever, you know, having some time together uh, with with folks like-minded and so forth is also an essential part of this because you have your work day and then you have, you know, your your downtime. But, you know, too, is like when does it click for you? Okay, you know, you come here from a bigger school, so you have – you've been around it all, you've seen it all, and there are certain expectations. You come here from a smaller school in the NFL – so when does it click for you going, okay, I'm an OTAs, training camp, after a couple months saying, okay, I, I belong here. And I, I think that's a transition where you got rookies that you can lean on, but it's about your job. It's not about the rookie class's mm-hmm. job. So when did it click for you? 
um, it really clicked for me when training camp came. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I always believed in myself, but you know, once we put the pads on and we really started to get after it, um, you know, I I, I knew I belonged here. You know, it was just it was just a question of me working on things to to make sure you know I have an opportunity to be able to stay here. Um, you know, so like like you said, uh, it's it's not the rookie's class jobs. It, it's your job. So you know, you got to be honed into the things that you know is going to allow you to stay on the field. What was a bigger transition? Your defensive responsibilities because they're multiple. Or the way what you are seeing in front of you from the offense, you know, because the different speed, the the variations of formations and everything. But now you're not one guy that's lining up in the mm -hmm. nose every play and being a big strong guy. Mm -hmm. You're you know three technique, five technique, zero technique, blitzers next to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that that's a tough one because you know learning the different uh, positions uh, that was definitely a challenge. Right. Because. Um, you know, you want to show everybody that you had a versatility, but, you know, a lot comes with that mentally. You know, you got to be sharp on every play, and it's it's no time to be out there second-guessing yourself, you know, because that's just slowing you down. But uh, I, w I would have to say it would be, um, you know, just, just getting adjusted to the, the speed of the game. Uh, you know, that was – I would say that that was the biggest challenge. Um, you know, uh, you know, I'd be blessed enough to go against Kyle Long every day. Right. Um, you know, you know, Cody, him got and great, Cody, all those him guys. And Cody, uh, yeah. you know, Bobby, all those guys. Uh, so that was like, a, you know, the first time it was like, these these guys good. And then, the, you <laughs> know, the two coaches there, they got a little personality that they input. You know, yeah. Rogers on one side, Harry mm -hmm. Heastead on the other. And yeah. They're willing to challenge each of you guys, you know, mm -hmm. to do your best to work your hardest, which mm -hmm. is cool. Yeah, so that was that was the biggest thing, you know. Kyle Kyle helps me out a lot. Uh, me and him go at it. We make practice fun for each other. He's um, a big, strong guy, isn't oh, he? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> most Can you definitely. feel his strength? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely, he's very, very strong, very physical. Uh, but it helps me out in so many yes. ways that you know I don't even think he realizes. Like you know, uh, a lot of the plays that you know I've been able to make, um, you know, is a compliment to him, uh, just because uh, you know he he's working me every day. You know he's. In my eyes, the best guard in, in NFL right now. So you know, me, a younger guy, being able to get those reps against him, it's just making me better and better each day. All right, we're going to take a break here on Bears All Access. Bilal Nichols, kind enough to join us, up until seven o'clock tonight with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. This segment of Bears All Access is orchestrated by CDW. CDW people who get it. Jeff and Tom with you here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Bilal Nichols, our guest, the rookie out of the University of Delaware. We back, Did you go back to school this this break, or did you just stay here? No, I, I actually was able to go back to school. I, yeah. I really went back home to uh, see my grandparents, but, you know, my school is only about 20, 25 minutes away. So I was able to go to a practice and, uh, you know, uh, chop it up with a few of my f former teammates uh, because that, that weekend their game was away, so I knew I wasn't going to be able to you know, make the game. So I just wanted to go see them and just let them know I'm still supporting. Yeah, you're very supportive. Mm -hmm. I, I think uh, from the videos you, you shot with the school, and they've done a very nice job documenting your your history mm -hmm. at that school. Uh, really, really good program there, putting together videos about uh, your journey and so forth. But the give back that you uh, are also providing uh, is really substantial. What resonates with you about what that coaching staff what the people, what that culture there did for Bilal Nichols? Oh, man, they, they've done so much. You know, I wouldn't be here sitting here today if it wasn't for those people. Um, you know, it's it's so many people that helped me get to where I'm at there. Um, you know, it's, it's been times where, you know, those people really sacrificed their 
time with their family and things like that just to make sure that I was successful. Um, you know, it was it was countless nights where I was up with tutors or up late with coach watching film and you know, those people just, you know, they seen something in me and, you know, they they they, they felt like, you know, they had to do those things with me and you know, I always try to let them know like, you know, I appreciate everything you guys have done for me and you know, in, in any way I can get back, I'm I'm I'm, I'm always going to. You know, you got to know from our seats sitting in here, it's rare to hear that from a guy, mm. honestly, to be that well, appreciative. It's nice to be able to give back by example. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about it because you give a lot of kids belief that if they work hard and give the effort, they're not necessarily going to make it to the NFL, but something they're going to be successful. Yeah. How about um, the academic side of it for you? Did it go according to your plan? Um, are you are you, satisf- are you satisfied with the way you came out of college? Because – I, I think that's as important to talk about as your academic or your athletic accomplishments mm-hmm. because the the two in order them for the mesh successfully in college mm-hmm. it's got to be an equal side commitment. Oh yes, most definitely. Um, the academic side of it. Oh my God, my school had, you know, they gave me tremendous support. I was actually able to graduate in three and a half years. Wow, good for you. Uh, you know, and I wouldn't have been able to do that without the support from, you know, the academic advisors, uh, my coaches. You got to take the support, you know, though. I think that's the mm-hmm. message here. You know, it's, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that we've seen guys all throughout our life that yeah. they they had offerings, mm-hmm. but it's about the way you accepted them. Yeah, definitely. School was huge to me. You know, I'm, I was one of the first people in my in my in my uh, family to receive a college degree. So you know that that always that's been huge. you know one of my biggest goals. So. You know, I always told myself that I was never going to shortchange myself. And if people out there are willing to, you know, give up their time and their energy to help me, um, you know, I, I will never make them regret it, you know. So, you know, that was very huge for me being able to graduate in three and a half years because it gave me an opportunity to, you know, be done with school and then, you know, How many hours were you taking? Oh, man, I was, I was <laughs> taking because Because I did it in four years with no <laughs> summer school, and it, it I did 15 hours a semester mm-hmm. every semester. I mean – which, and you sweated it out every day, didn't you? <laughs> it was the academic side of it was harder than the, than the football mm-hmm. side of it, but it's still it's equally as important by yeah. far. Yeah, it, it was a lot. Um, you know, I was taking a, a almost 15 credits, you know, every semester, and then in the summer and winter, I was taking a class, um, and then towards like. Uh, my junior and senior year in the summer and winter, I started taking like one or instead of taking one class, sometimes I picked up two classes. Oh, very good. You know, so I, I was kind of grinding through that because, you know, school was very important to me. And, and then I also wanted to be able to, you know, fulfill my dream and, you know, be ready to train for the NFL. So your second semester senior year, did you just get to concentrate on getting prepared for your, your senior day, the combine and everything yeah. that lied in front of you? Yep. I was just preparing for that. I was away training. Um, you know, already had graduated, and then I came back to school in, in May just to walk, but I had already had my degree. Sociology major, mm-hmm. uh, any long-term plans for yourself? Um, yes, I actually uh, I actually want to, um, you know, when, when football is all said and done, uh, you know, go into a school and then be some type of guidance counselor, you know, some type of guy that, you know, kids can talk to and look up to, and, uh, you know, just, just try to use, um, you know, what I've been through, you know, to help kids, you know, if it, if it's some things that I feel like, you know, I could save them from going through, I'm going to try to do that. So, you know, those are, those are my plans, um, you know, after football is over. And you went through a lot. There's no question, mm-hmm. right? Every, everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a journey. Uh, but you mentioned that uh, academics and how important and it appears to me, your grandparents who, uh, uh, who you yeah. moved in with as a mm-hmm. young child, 
really laid that base. I, I saw one of the videos with all the, the decorated mm-hmm. uh, academic mm-hmm. excellence that you yeah. put forth in high school. There's yeah. a lot of great stuff there. Yeah, my my grandmother, uh, my grandparents, but my grandmother in particular, um, you know, you wasn't doing anything unless your grades were good. Um, I mean, like, you know, if I had bas- a basketball game, football game, basketball practice, football practice, if my grades weren't looking right, she was not letting me participate. So, you know, and I appreciate her for that because, you know, education meant the world to her, you know, and, and you know, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to do that without her. Is it? Is that a big part of what they did for you now that you will do for others? And you almost seek out, you know, even in your own locker room. We'll mm-hmm. talk about specifics about that. But is that did that have such an impact on you? What were you, five? Yes, I was when about that five, yeah. Um, and, yes, like like you said, yeah, that played a huge impact. Um, you know, I wouldn't be here without them. Like, they they really, like, you know, gave me hope and gave me, you know, belief and, and opportunity, um, you know, and – and I was blessed enough uh, to have them because, you know, um, not everybody has grandparents like that, you know, to, to, to give them uh, support and give them uh, give them love and things like that. You know, a lot of people don't have grandparents. Their grandparents passed away or things of that nature. So, you know, that's, that's kind of why I want to give back. I want to be somebody that, you know, people can lean on because, you know, everybody don't have it the way I did. Well, when did... You know, just to, to fast forward all the stuff that you work through, when did Ryan Pace show up on your radar? Or when did, you know, any type of Chicago recognition show up to you? Um, at my pro day. Uh, Coach Coach Jay Rogers was at my pro day. Um, you know, he was he was one of the defensive line coaches that worked me out. Um, and that was like the, the first real encounter I had with Chicago. Did you? I mean, did you know he was the Bears' defensive line coach? Oh yeah, I knew. I yeah. knew. I had I had talked to him um, before he had came down. Was so, there any uh, other teams out there showing a great deal of interest in you that maybe confused you a little bit in terms of you didn't know what to think on draft day? Yeah, um, you know uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers D line coach was there. Oh, just think last <laughs> week you would have been playing against Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> um, he was there, um, and also. Uh, he was there, and the Tennessee Titans defensive line coach was there. Um, and then also, I believe, the general manager for the Houston Texans was there. And uh, and then, you know, a, a bunch of other people were also there. So, you know, um, I really I really didn't know, like, um, where I was going to go. I was really like, you know, I, I've been talking to a bunch of different teams at that time. And, and you know, a lot of teams, I said they liked me, but, you know, I just – I, you just never know during that whole process. Well, it's it's neat the investment that your grandparents put into you mm-hmm. had people from the national football landscape coming to see you. I, mm-hmm. I, it's a great reward for mm-hmm. them, and it's a tribute to you for what you invested back in your grandparents. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, I I would not be there be here without them. I mean, oh my God, they're they're my my number one supporters. Dolores Bolton, and how do you pronounce your grandfather's name? Uh, Adova. Adova. Mm-hmm. Very good key people in a man's life right mm-hmm. there. Bilal Nichols, our guest here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This week on Inside the Bears, Roy Robertson-Harris goes for a ride with Spice Adams in another edition of Big Guys in a Benz. Bilal, you you experienced the uh, AA experience, right? Yeah. How was it? Um, Did you have a good time? Wait, you talking about with Spice? Yeah. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, I actually, haven't? I actually want to. Oh. I'm very interested. Well, Dan Barelli, our producer here is in charge of that so get on it my friend get on it inside the bears brought to you by verizon airs saturday 6 p.m on cw50 chicago and sundays at 1105 on fox 32 chicago you can also watch 
show segments online at chicagobears.com or on the Chicago Bears official app anytime. You know, sidetrack a little bit because that particular feature, you know, we all we love Double A. We loved him as a player, too. Mm-hmm. To me, one of the most underrated uh, smaller defensive tackles. He was for, a nose guard. Yeah. <laughs> period. Specifically. He had roots. He's he, not going down he the laid five roots. Right, right, right. But I remember when he was in that draft and scouts that we were talking to and so forth, you know, Jim, there was a guy named Jimmy Kennedy mm-hmm. who played briefly here for the Bears. I forgot his nickname. What was his nickname back then? Anyway, Jimmy was the highly thought of one from Penn State. And they said, you know, how about this Anthony Adams guy? And they said, this guy will have a better career than Jimmy Kennedy who got the first round. And sure enough, Anthony Adams had a long career and played for the 49ers and the Bears and had a had a great career. And now he's got a second career mm-hmm. and he's funny. Yeah, he's he funny. Is. Do you got do you as players like to show that side of your life a little bit, the the fun side of your life? Yeah, we do. Um, we try to show people that you know it's it's more than just you know on the field. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're people too. You know, so we try to show that side of us and you know get let people get to know us. You well, got some funny guys in that locker room, but the oh loudest still to this day. I mean, Tariq's nonstop. <laughs> Oh my non-stop. god! Stop. Tariq is hilarious. Oh my god! I go to Tariq every day and just mess with him just so I can get a good laugh. Well, you know, we saw footage of the whole disco ball thing in the locker mm-hmm. room after the games, and mm-hmm. I asked one of our guests here, "Have you seen anybody that should never dance again?" <laughs> Number one, and what what is your post game? You know, f- dealing with the, with the uh, disco ball. Oh man, I be I be in there just just enjoying it with my teammates. We be all jumping around. See, that's and excited. the thing. Isn't a lot of ju- it's jumping. It's oh not necessarily God, it's dancing. Jumping. It's jumping. It's jumping. We just excited, just hugging each other, just you know, just just expressing how much we care for each other, and you know how much we appreciate each other for you know coming into work every day and working hard. I got one in my living room now because of it. <laughs> I do. I'll take a picture of it and send oh, you. It, it, I don't even, I don't even know what that is. I don't have a background on that. It, it's, really? I, yeah. Somebody, well, what are you doing with that? Somebody gave it to me <laughs> because they saw it on the Bears using it, and so I took it, and I had a plant hanger in the corner of my living room, so I hung it up. <laughs> well, it is, it is fun to see. It's fun to see a bunch of young guys coming together. And even this week, Danny Trevathan in the locker room said, hey, you know, a bunch of us veterans were sitting around talking which I love that right away right? because they weren't just talking about li- – they're talking about focus. They're talking about the length of the season, the journey, and spreading that information and knowledge, their own experiences to the rest of you guys. I, I can't tell you how invaluable that is, you know, to a team, and it's a team that clearly respects each other. Do you get that feeling, and are you intuitive enough to see that as a young man? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, You know, these guys here – some of the most, you know, um, selfless guys I ever met. Um, you know, they're 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 all always about just making the team better and just just helping out us, uh, us younger guys. Um, you know, guys like like Danny and and uh, Akeem and Khalil, like those are guys who bring it every day. But you know, they they aren't selfish with knowledge. You know, they they're always passing it along. You know, I could go to Danny and ask him ask him anything about how to get better. I can go to Khalil, ask him anything, and and, and of course Akeem. Tell so us you, the Akeem story you told me the other day because mm-hmm. I was doing a feature on you for uh, for WBBM, and it's it's a wonderful thing what mm-hmm. he's doing. Tell him. Yeah, so um, so Akeem, he's he, he's been tremendous for me. Um, you know, um, in practice and in camp, uh, when we first got there, uh, he told me, uh, <laughs> "Hey, Rook, you gonna always be my partner." So you know, when we do drills and an individual, he, me and him are always partners, always, and he's always helping me. Um, but then he told me it was one day. He said, uh, 
uh, for now on, uh, every time, you know, at their preseason game when we're on a plane ride back, uh, I want you to come up there and watch film with me. So, uh, you know, every game, you know, I watch film with him. We watch the whole game. Uh, we go through each player on the D-line. And he'd be like, now tell me what, what he could have done better or tell me how does this look to you or, you know, things like that. And um, words can't explain how much that means to me. Right. Um, you know, g- getting that getting that type of one-on-one from a, from a player of his caliber, um, you know, that's, that's, that's a guy that, you know, I want to be just as good as one day. So, you know, he, he, he's meant, he's meant so much to me. I don't even think he, he understands. And, um, you know, and, and even outside of football with, you know, regular life stuff he's, he's helping me with. And, you know, he's, he's, I, I look at him like a big brother. I, I appreciate it. It's him. a great line you use. And I hope I remembered that these veterans are not selfish with knowledge. Selfless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I, I think that's a great line and that should be one of the lines that's up in the hallway up there because those veterans mean a lot to you. And, and mm-hmm. you know, there's not a lot of veterans that will take a young guy and, and te- give them those experiences because they're so – we're all – I'm including myself. I'm self-contained in my own career. Yeah, so is you, you didn't – would you have done the same thing for him back when you played? Just be honest. Probably – you know, it's different now because before when I was here, you had to go out and you had to get the beta. You had to wait for it to be made. Then you had to you get the room to be able to use the projector. It was a lot different. Um I I don't know. I would have probably been I, I, I would have probably been my selfish self yes. as a player, even having access to the modern day technology. We weren't fortunate enough to have it, but but I think also you know he played for a coach that put the fear of God in you about keeping your job every day. So maybe that was part of your mindset. Like, I think that's you know as much as yeah. my mindset is Bilal, the fear of losing your job. Mm-hmm. That is one of the greatest motivators for for anybody of any pursuit, business, sports, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting discussion because. I believe it weaves a fabric for a team to help each other and be selfless like that. I really do. I, I think it's a wonderful thing that Akeem's doing. And he, he went through something with, with himself, you know, uh, hearing from him today for the first time about being uh, disqualified from the game the other day, first time in his entire athletic life that he ever been kicked out of a game. And he, it was a lesson learned for him even as he uh, hits the age of 30. And he's been a, a veteran in this league. And he said he, he talked to the team. He apologized to the mm-hmm. team. Uh, you being so close to him, how how was he through that whole process here in the last week and a half or so? Um, he he handled it actually pretty well. Um, you know he I, he handled it better than I probably would have. Um, you know, Akeem is, is is one of those guys who um, you know his his word mean everything. So you know when he when he preaches to the team and the defense about you know not not making mistakes and not making dumb mistakes rather, and you know just 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 being a team player. Um, you know he he didn't want anybody to feel like he was being hypocritical. Um, you know, by going out there and, you know, getting dismissed from the game. So, you know, um, you know, it, it really felt good to, you know, to hear him talk to the team and, you know, just, just to let, just to let everybody know, like, you know, how he felt and things like that. And everybody knows it came like, he's a, he's a bubbly guy, walks in every day, you know, keeps a smile on his face, you know, has, has good, positive, contagious energy. So you ever notice how, what a violent tackler he is. I was uh, watching some highlights, yeah. some footages of his today in preparation for stuff. Jeff and I are going to do this yeah. weekend. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, whether it's catching a running back, get unfortunate, getting a quarterback mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. He's violent at the end. He's very violent. Uh, it's funny. You said, that because we were actually uh, talking about that 
I believe it was yesterday in film. He's he's always slamming a running yeah, back. Right. Like if you if you look at like he's really slamming them. It's, it's, it's crazy. If you, and if you're an unfortunate offensive guard and he mm-hmm. realizes that you got a one on one, he's really violent against those guys too. Oh my and my yeah. gosh, but you know, I guess it's the finish product when he gets a chance to tackle, strip, whatever. Mm-hmm. But man, Heck, some, remember last year in New Orleans with Drew Brees? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you know, ragdolled him. Right. He ragged on him. All right. We'll talk more with Bilal Nichols as we wind down here on Bears All Access with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This week on Inside the Bears, Roy Robertson Harris goes for a ride with Spice Adams in another edition of Big Guys in a Benz. Bilal, you, you experienced the double uh, A experience, right? Yeah. How was it? Um, Did you have a good time? Wait, you talking about with Spice? Yeah. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, I you actually, haven't? I actually want to. Oh, I'm very interested. Well, Dan Barilli, our producer here, is in charge of that. So get on it, my friend. Get on it. Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon, airs Saturday, 6 p.m. on CW50 Chicago and Sundays at 11.05 on Fox 32 Chicago. You can also watch show segments online at ChicagoBears.com or on the Chicago Bears official app anytime. You know, sidetrack a little bit because that particular feature, you know, we all we love Double A. We loved him as a player, too. Mm-hmm. To me, one of the most underrated uh, smaller defensive tackles. He was for, a nose guard. Yeah. <laughs> period. Specifically. He had roots. He's he, not going down he the laid five roots. Right, right, right. But I remember when he was in that draft and the scouts that we were talking to and so forth, you know, Jim, there was a guy named Jimmy Kennedy mm-hmm. who played briefly here for the Bears. I forgot his nickname. What was his nickname back then? Anyway, Jimmy was the highly thought of one from Penn State. And they said, you know, how about this Anthony Adams guy? And they said, this guy will have a better career than Jimmy Kennedy who got the first round. And sure enough, Anthony Adams had a long career and played for the 49ers and the Bears and had a had a great career. And now he's got a second career, mm-hmm. and he's funny. Yeah, he's he funny. Is. Do you got do you as players like to show that side of your life a little bit, the the fun side of your life? Yeah, we do. Um, we try to show people that you know it's it's more than just you know on the field. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're people too. You know, so we try to show that side of us and you know get let people get to know us. You well, got some funny guys in that locker room, but the oh loudest still to this day. I mean, Tariq's nonstop. <laughs> oh my non-stop. god, nonstop. Tariq is hilarious. Oh my god, I go to Tariq every day and just mess with him just so I can get a good laugh. Well, you know, we saw footage of the whole disco ball thing in the locker mm-hmm. room after the games, and mm-hmm. I asked one of our guests here, "Have you seen anybody that should never dance again?" <laughs> Number one, and. What what is your post game, you know, f- dealing with the, with the uh, disco ball? Oh man, I be I be in there just just enjoying it with my teammates. We be all jumping around. See, that's and excited. Isn't a lot of ju- it's jumping. It's oh, not necessarily God, it's dancing. Jumping. It's jumping. It's jumping. We just excited, just hugging each other, just you know, just just expressing how much we care for each other and you know how much we appreciate each other for you know coming into work every day and working hard. I got one in my living room now because of it. <laughs> I do. I'll take a picture of it and send oh, you. It, it, I don't even, I don't even know what the background. I, I don't ever. What's background on that? It, it's, really? I, yeah. Somebody, well, what are you doing with that? Somebody gave it to me <laughs> because they saw it on the Bears using it, so I took it, and I had a plant hanger in the corner of my living room, so I hung it up. <laughs> well, it is, it is fun to see. It's fun to see a bunch of young guys coming together. And even this week, Danny Trevathan in the locker room said, hey, you know, a bunch of us veterans were sitting around talking which I love that right away right? because they weren't just talking about – they're talking about focus. They're talking about the length of the season, the journey, and spreading that information and knowledge, their own experiences to the rest of you guys. I, I can't tell you how invaluable that is. 
you know, to a team, and it's a team that clearly respects each other. Do you get that feeling, and are you intuitive enough to see that as a young man? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, You know, these guys here are some of the most, you know, um, selfless guys I ever met. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're all always about just making the team better and just, just helping out uh, us younger guys. Um, you know, guys like, like Danny and, and, uh, Akeem and Khalil, like those are guys who bring it every day, but you know, they, they aren't selfish with knowledge. You know, they, they're always passing it along. You know, I could go to Danny and ask him, ask him anything about how to get better. I can go to Khalil, ask him anything. And, and, and of course, Akeem. Tell so us you, the Akeem story you told me the other day, because mm-hmm. I was doing a feature on you for, uh, for WBBM and it's, it's a wonderful thing what mm-hmm. he's doing. Tell him. Yeah. So, um, so Akeem, he's, he, he's been tremendous for me. Um, you know, um, in practice and in camp, uh, when we first got there, uh, he told me, uh, <laughs> Hey Rook, you're going to always be my partner. So, you know, when we do drills and, and individual, he, me and him are always partners, always, and he's always helping me. Um, but then he told me it was one day, he said, uh, uh, for now on, uh, every time, you know, after a preseason game when we're on a plane ride back, uh, I want you to come up there and watch film with me. So, uh, you know, every game, you know, I watch film with him. We watch the whole game. Uh, we go through each player on the D-line. And he'd be like, now tell me what, what he could have done better or tell me how does this look to you or – you know, things like that, and um, words can't explain how much that means to me. Right. You know, g- getting that getting that type of one-on-one from a, from a player of his caliber, um, you know, that's 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 a guy that you know I want to be just as good as one day. So, you know, he he he's meant he's meant so much to me. I don't even think he he understands. And um, you know, and and even outside of football, with you know regular life stuff, he's he's helping me with and. You know, he's, he's, I, I look at him like a big brother. I, I appreciate it's it. It's a great line you use, and I hope I remember that these veterans are not selfish with knowledge. Selfless, mm-hmm. yeah. I, and I, I think that's a great line, and that should be one of the lines that's up in the hallway up there because those veterans mean a lot to you. And, and mm-hmm. you know, there's not a lot of veterans that will take a young guy and mm-hmm. And te- give them those experiences mm-hmm. because they're so. We're all. It's, it, I'm including myself. I'm self-contained in my own career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is you, but, you didn't. Would you have done the same thing for him back when you played? Just be honest. Probably. You know, it's different now because before when I was here, you had to go out and you had to get the beta. You had to wait for it to be made. Then you had to you get the room to be able to use the projector. It was a lot different. Um, I I don't know. I would have probably I, been I, I would have probably been my selfish self yes. as a player, even having access to the modern day technology. We weren't fortunate enough to have it, but but I think also you know he played for a coach that put the fear of God in you about keeping your job every day. So maybe that was part of your mindset. Like, I think that's you know it's as much as yeah. my mindset is Bilal, the fear of losing your job. Mm-hmm. That is one of the greatest motivators for for anybody of any pursuit, business, sports, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting discussion because I believe it weaves a fabric for a team to help each other and be selfless like that. I really do. I, I think it's a wonderful thing that Akeem's doing. And he, he went through something with, with himself, you know, uh, hearing from him today for the first time about being uh, disqualified from the game the other day, first time in his entire athletic life that he ever been kicked out of a game. And he, it was a lesson learned for him even as he uh, hits the age of 30. And he's been a, a veteran in this league. And he said he, he talked to the team. He apologized to the mm-hmm. team. Uh, you being so close to him, how mm-hmm. how was he through that whole process here in the last week and a half or so? Um, he, he handled it actually pretty well. Um, you know, he I, he handled it better than I probably would have. 
Um, you know, Akeem is, is, is one of those guys who, um, you know, his, his word mean everything. So, you know, when he when he preaches to the team and the defense about, you know, not, not making mistakes and not making dumb mistakes rather and, you know, just, just, just being a team player, um, you know, he, he didn't want anybody to feel like he was being hypocritical, um, you know, by going out there and, you know, getting dismissed from the game. So, you know, um, you know, it, it really felt good to, you know, to hear him talk to the team and, you know, just just to let just to let everybody know, like, you know, how he felt and things like that. And everybody knows it came like he's a he's a bubbly guy, walks in every day, you know, keeps a smile on his face, you know, has has good, positive, contagious energy. So you ever notice how what a violent tackler he is? I was oh. watching some highlights, <laughs> yeah. some footages of his today in preparation for stuff. Jeff and I are going to do this yeah. weekend. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, whether it's catching a running back, get unfor- getting a quarterback mm-hmm. that's unfortunate, mm-hmm. he's violent at the end. He's very violent. Uh, it's funny you said that because we were actually uh, talking about that, I believe it was yesterday in film. Uh, he's he's always slamming a running yeah, back. Right. Like if you if you look at like he's really slamming them. It's, it's, it's crazy. If, and if you're an unfortunate offensive guard and he mm-hmm. realizes that you got a one-on-one, mm-hmm. he's really violent against those guys too. Oh my and my <laughs> yeah. gosh, but, you know, I guess it's the finish product when he gets a chance to tackle, strip, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, man. Some... I remember last year in New Orleans with Drew Brees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. He ragdolled him. Right. He ragdolled him. All right. We'll talk more with Bilal Nichols as we wind down here on Bears All Access with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Athletico Physical Therapy, and Ford.